Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are visiting with our friends from the city of uh, Brainerd. <laughs> and today we have Jennifer Bergman with us. She is the Brainerd City Administrator. Also Jesse Dean. Jesse is the City Engineer and Public Works Director. First of all, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank Good you. Morning. We're always thrilled to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, I know you've been working on a lot of things. Uh, last time we talked, there were several ordinances that were being reviewed, and you did hint at maybe even bringing over a new police chief, but... Uh, I'm, ass I'm assuming he's very busy in his new job. Well, you know, so hint away, a little teaser for June. I hope to have our new police chief join us, as I mentioned at the last meeting, or at the last Community Focus, that Chief Bestel did announce his retirement, effective June 2nd. Oh, yes. Ah. Okay. So okay. Chief Bestel has been with the Brainerd Police Department for 23 years. Wow. Uh, first as a patrol officer, then a sergeant, and then deputy chief, and then finishing his career with Brainerd PD as our police chief. Um, been a wonderful asset to our department. We're going to miss him a lot. He's done a lot of things in his last two years as mm -hmm. chief. So, yeah. so thrilled for him, um, but also we're, we're lucky to and happy to announce that we have a new police chief, and that is our current deputy chief, John Davis, who has been promoted to our police chief. He will begin his role on June 3rd, and he will be joining me uh, in June for Community Focus. Oh, Good. there we go. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, figure we'd wait until he's official in his role. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. All right. Um, uh, how about uh, staying with uh, that kind of side of things let's talk about the firefighters sure What's the latest there speaking of public safety yes um the Prainerd fire department is hiring um they're hiring paid on-call firefighters and many of our full-time many of our part-time paid on-call firefighters have outside full-time jobs mm. yes so uh the city is accepting applications through may 5th and anyone who's interested there will be an informational meeting on wednesday april 19th at the fire station and the fire chief will provide more details at that informational meeting um, applications i mentioned will be taken until may 5th and then there will be mandatory testing on may 20th we have an outstanding group of firefighters so if you're interested in fighting fires helping people and joining a great team this is your opportunity uh, go to the city's website for more information or show up on april 19th at the informational meeting Okay. Do you know, are there like age requirements or anything like that? Or is it best just to check their website to find out all that information? So one thing is that you do have to live within 10 miles driving or 10 minutes driving time from either fire station, either the Laurel Street or the Mill Avenue fire station. Okay. All other details go to that informational meeting, 5 p.m. April 19th. Very good. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's keep going, uh, Jennifer. Uh, I know there was a discussion on the off-street parking ordinance. Bring us up to speed on that one. Yeah, so at the next 
Planning Commission meeting on April 19th, the commission will discuss further direction on amending our off-street parking ordinance. Uh, the Community Development Department in 2022 hired an intern who collected a bunch of data. And based on the data collected and surveys that were conducted, um, the Community Development Department believes that the city has an overabundance, actually, of off-street parking. So the commission will review other cities and their ordinances and then discussions for the next meeting will be should there be a parking maximum for development in dense commercial and mixed-use zoning districts um, are there parking lots that are best use for these districts should the city continue with no minimum rec parking requirements and should multifamily off-street parking requirements be minimized to reduce the burden on developers mm -hmm. so that'll be a great discussion that the Planning Commission is going to be having on April 19th stay yeah. tuned for more information on what they recommend ultimately to the City Council on our parking ordinance lots to consider it is mm -hmm. and you know it's one of those things you know you need parking but how much yeah and to what extent are you deterring developers from maybe developing the housing that we truly need? Definitely. So that's, yep. you know, it's always that balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesse Dean is also with us. Uh, Jesse, uh, let's uh, start with another thing that I know has been discussed for quite a while, and that is alcohol in the city parks. Absolutely. Speaking of ordinances, right? So mm -hmm. uh, we're still working on drafting some some language here on uh, an ordinance, kind of review, reviewing the city code regarding to alcoholic beverages within parks, but also within just public spaces in general. Uh, so really, we're continuing a process that started late last year, around December time, when the park board started discussing uh, the new park and the amphithe amphitheater there and uh, the potential for some larger events out there. Um, so through the next handful of months, uh, we had some discussions between the council and the park board, kind of evaluate uh, what everybody wanted to see specifically in parks, but also just kind of general public spaces as well and uh, squaring away the city code as, as they'd like to see it. Uh, so essentially both boards were generally supportive of allowing the sale uh, of alcoholic beverages within uh, public places, parks, streets, specifically under a special event permit that would get reviewed by the yeah. city council. Um, so staff is still preparing some draft details in regards to the ordinance that we'll bring to the council to review. Um, some of the things that uh, the ordinance is going to include is details such as um, to sell, an event's going to need a temporary on-sale uh, liquor license, or uh, they'll have to hire a caterer that has the appropriate license. Uh, so it can't be just anybody. It has to be uh, somebody that is, is licensed. licensed. Yeah. Okay. Um, consumption's going to be allowed at most parks, uh, really thinking the small events like wedding receptions, uh, adult softball, camping at Lum. Uh, we'll we'll want to allow that as part of this draft ordinance. Um, consumption in other public uh, spaces, things like streets, uh, those would be restricted to kind of special permitted uh, events mm -hmm. um, within an enclosed area. So if you want to think about like Shep's Elbow Convention in the Laurel Street parking lot yeah. or Street Fest, yes. um, those would yeah. be some good examples of what we would be potentially proposing here with the ordinance. Okay. Um, really, once the city attorney has kind of reviewed the draft ordinance language, uh, we're going to prepare to present it at the next council meeting or a future one. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, and and that uh, brings up a question that I uh, I've had too. Uh, if uh, you know a family wants to have a picnic, let's say in Gregory Park, and they bring a cooler of their own, and there's one or two adult beverages, is that okay to do? Within this draft ordinance, that's what we're proposing. Is yeah. most of the parks would have that ability? Okay, very good. Okay. Well, we'll wait to see the final draft. Absolutely. Um, 
Transit's got another real, real fun one coming up here soon. Well, I'll call it fun, I guess, but um, <laughs> we are looking at a fare increase. It's a, it's a little overdue. We've had the same fare for, you know, pushing about 30 years now. Wow. Uh, so we really uh, haven't yeah, done time. any revisions yeah. for a while, but uh, based on the economics of today, uh, we do need to do an increase on our fares. So effective as of May 1st, um, Brainerd to Brainerd trips will go up to two and a quarter or 450 for a same day uh, scheduled trip. Um, really what it does is actually it makes the fare the exact same as um, Baxter fares as well. Mm-hmm. So Brainerd to Baxter, 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 Brainerd to Brainerd will all be the same fare mm-hmm. uh, effective May 1st. Um, we are still in the process of reviewing fares with the entire transit system uh, and we do plan to present those results at a future TAC meeting. Uh, potentially next week. That's that's when that meeting is scheduled. But uh, as of May 1st, we'll ha- at least see Brainerd's go up to two and a quarter, which is actually still pretty reasonable it fare. Extremely reasonable. reasonable, yeah. I was just going to say, I, ha- I can't believe it hasn't changed in that long. I know. That's and you think of the time. price of gas and, right. I mean, there's maintenance, maintenance on the buses and there's a lot that goes into it. So it's been a very uh, economic ride here so far <laughs> and still is. It still is. Still is. All right. Now, as uh, we get into spring, Jesse, here comes all kinds of road projects. <laughs> I, I might be the only one in the room that gets excited for construction season, but uh, yeah, no. Tell we, us why you're excited, <laughs> please. Well, you know, at least things that look pretty sharp after they're done. Anyway. Yes. But uh, yeah. this year's Seal Coat project is out for bids. Uh, we are planning to do College Drive, uh, a little bit of uh, Fifth Street there, going out to to Willow and. Um, I think after that one, that'll uh, look pretty sharp. It's starting to get some cracks on it. So we want to get that done this year. Uh, that'll probably be a summer project. Uh, North Brainerd is also coming uh, with the frost coming out of the ground and the weather warming up. I know the uh, contractor is really looking to get into construction season on that area. Mm. Um, so really that's going to start kicking off with the first couple blocks adjacent to the hospital. That's what we have planned right now. Um, but when that does get started, we do recommend that people access those parking lots using 4th Street, not 3rd Street. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of use that 3rd Street, but those will be the two blocks next to those parking lots that will be first to get, uh, be under construction. Okay. Uh, so I would recommend using 4th during that time. Do you know um, how long of a period those will be inaccessible? We're going to try and keep that two-block section uh, closed for no longer than a month. Okay. Um, Okay. So that's kind of how we have it set up with our contractor right now. Uh, but we'll continue to uh, progress uh, through the rest of the project. It is split up into phases. Um, we begin on the west end, so the two blocks in front of the hospital, but uh, just south of those two blocks, so third, Juniper, that area, mm-hmm. that'll be the next one. So it might still be pretty difficult to get down third. So I would plan for using Forest okay. Street for a little while anyway. And remind us what the project is. This is a a pretty good one, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Full reconstruction, uh, utility replacement, curb, new pavement, uh, a good amount of new sidewalk to wherever it needs it. Yeah. Um, but we are going to phase it out. So we're going to start on the west end and work our way towards the east. So we got 3rd, Juniper, 6th uh, and 7th streets will all see it. So a okay. pretty decent size, a chunk of North Brainerd is going to see some reconstruction this year needs it though gotta do what you gotta do yeah and you might explain to our listeners too this is uh you look at streets and there's there's only so much life in minnesota to a a standard road surface if i'm correct because of our winters Mm -hmm. uh and so you have to kind of 
plan it out so it's every so many years another street is going to get looked at, right? Absolutely. Roughly those projects are set up for a life of about 40 years. I mean, we try and do some treatments to extend it, uh, make sure it lasts that full 40 years, if not a little bit more. Um, so we're always doing little things like the seal coat project. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. of those little tools in the toolbox that we use to kind of keep that life as long as possible. We don't like to do full reconstructions too often as much as we can, but uh, it is something that we have to kind of cycle through and uh, address different parts of town. I think uh, there's a good amount of South Brainerd that's on the list for next year that we're uh, still working on plans for. And I'm going to put Jesse right on the spot um, because, as you know also, probably everywhere, I think this must be the worst winter for potholes. I was just going to say the same thing. There have (laughs) have been so many potholes, and I don't know, Jesse, if you want to talk you know, to it, the potholes. It has been a rough spring for everybody, and not just us. I know yeah. I've been watching the the local news, and I mean, even the cities and all the other small towns. They're all seeing potholes Duluth like was crazy. Real pretty this past oh. weekend. Yeah. 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 Saint Cloud. Thing, yeah. The, the way it's been this year, it's the conditions have been ripe for some pretty big potholes to develop. And I know I've gotten some calls from a lot of small towns looking for uh, patching mix and where they can find it. And they're really? having a lot of trouble. So we're pretty blessed. We we still have a nice little pile that we're able to keep. Uh, keep the crews out there working on patching, and they'll continue to do it this week. Um, but, yeah, we're, we have a lot out there right now. And so, so if we, someone we, does have a crater, say, in the front of their house on the roadway and they need it patched or it's, it's really causing some issues, uh, what should they do? Give us a call at City Hall. Um, okay. we, we will make a list of all the, the, obviously, the really big ones are the ones that we want to address first, but we want to try and get through as many as we can. Um, so that that's the goal of those guys for the next you know, probably a few weeks. Okay. Yeah, and we should clarify that, too, because uh, once the weather turns nice, the frost is out of the ground, and the hot mix plants start, that's a better repair than just the cold mix that's going in now, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll have another large patching project that we do typically every year as well, and that'll kick off the summer. Uh, And, uh, yeah, that'll be a lot better than the cold mix that we do use for patching. Yeah. And we would certainly encourage people to call. Um, you know, we can't always see every 80 miles of yeah. roads that we have. So please call, let us know, and be patient. And uh, be this, nice. Uh, be this nice. has been <laughs> such a rough winter and spring. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems to me that it's uh, it's the freeze and thaw uh, cycles. cycles that does it. And we've probably had, what, six or seven of those this year? So. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it, that's been the spring this year is... It's helped with their snow melt and keeping the river from going crazy and flooding so fast, but uh, unintended consequences is puddles. So uh, you trade one for the other type of thing. It's part of springtime charm in Minnesota. Let's just look at that way, right? Is that what it is? (laughs) Springtime charm or something. At least it's here. Yeah, that's right. Amen to that. Let's hope spring is finally here. Yes. Uh, And I didn't ask about that, but I know every year – you talk about winters in, in Minnesota. This is one of the snowiest we've had. It is. And it seems to me most uh, um, cities, counties, they've had to maybe stretch their snow plowing budgets a little bit here this year, too. And I, mean, I mean, they'll always cover it, but you budget so much for that, don't you? Yeah, and it's always challenging to budget for snow removal because you just have no idea. Some years were under budget and some years... 
we're over budget. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten pretty lucky. Most of the events have actually happened during the week, so uh, our crews aren't having to come in on a weekend when it's uh, a little bit more expensive for us to do it. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it helps when people are in town too, and then they can make an adjustment. So it's actually worked out really well that most of the events have been during the during the workday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good. Okay, well, we're hoping we're done with any more snowstorms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, very good. I want to thank you both for being here today to give us an update on what's going on, and uh, we'll look forward to the construction season coming soon. <clears throat> I like your thank optimism, you. Ken. <laughs> 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 well, if that happens, we know there's warmer weather happening. True. See? Right. All right. Again, thank you both for being here. Thanks. We always thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Our guests today, Jennifer Bergman is the Brainerd City Administrator. Jesse Dean is the Brainerd City Engineer and Public Works Director. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.